Welcome to the Health Autonomy at End of Empire podcast on Mask FM, a semi-monthly investigation into the struggle to create health autonomy and the revolutionary care to build a new world. If you're interested in supporting our network with a monthly donation, please visit patreon.com slash maskfm. In this episode, we speak with an editor of the Gefangen Info magazine based in Berlin, committed to prisoner solidarity and prison abolition. It was founded by friends and family of prisoners charged with involvement with the Red Army faction. However, in the last decade, the publications include Middle Eastern migrants who are experiencing rampant detention, solitary confinement, and physical violence by the state for being undocumented, supporting groups in Kurdistan, among other charges. The magazine keeps friends and family updated about the health and legal status of loved ones who are incarcerated and maintains an internationalist focus, learning about prison abolition struggles globally. Contrary to perceptions of Germany's rehabilitative jail system with almost spa-like conditions, the magazine actually exposes the widespread use of psychological torture, solitary confinement, and deprivation of basic medical services. We hope you enjoy this episode. So thanks so much for making time. How did you get involved in this magazine, in this project? Um, I have Turkish background. I grew up in Germany. And to me always... I don't know, I experienced racism in this country. I experienced um, bad things. I don't know, also social issues. My father was a worker working in car factory. And I don't know, my mother was uh, cleaning the places of rich people. And I quit school and I don't know, I was looking for a perspective and um, I thought that Things needed to change. There was no alternative in Germany. Then later, in the early 2000s, I saw that um, even us, who were organized in, I don't know, in associations, in human rights groups, were being criminalized because we w- th- uh, there was this construct that this, that the German state created that um, we could be part of the armed struggle in Turkey and laws changed. Um, Laws changed and it made it easy for Germany to support Turkey in a way to imprison people who live in Germany, um, do political work and to accuse them for crimes which are no crimes and to to uh, to put the people in prison mm-hmm. and after some of us got arrested i decided to also to support the magazine um, because there was a need to do it to keep in touch with them to support with them i think that uh, the magazine 
Gefangeneninfo is one of the best uh, ways to support those prisoners who have something to say. And yeah, that's how I got involved and that's why I'm still in it. I think it's important to do that. And people, uh, many people um, understand the importance of such a magazine after they made some prison experience. And I think it's too late. I think people should understand earlier that um, those who are in prison are part of us. In fact, that those who are in prison are us imprisoned, uh, maybe our future. Maybe me or someone very close to me next year gets imprisoned because, because I don't know, because was a demonstration and threw a bottle or because was organized in a Turkish association that got criminalized or because was a demonstration um, for Kurdish uh, um, as part of the Kurdish movement and um, shouted uh, freedom for Abdullah Öcalan. Mm -hmm. This could be reasons to get imprisoned in Germany. And are there issues with, with let's say, police brutality, tortures in prison, uh, or, or any, any form of physical violence or, or psychological torture, sure. which is inflicted by the police or the prisons in sure, Germany? Sure, sure. Okay, there is um, physical torture is no more allowed in Germany, but the solitary confinement uh, scientifically was um, created in Germany. Stammheim was the first project and it was scientifically experimented on. I, I know about Hamburg, that they experimented in Hamburg. And what year was that? It was before the 70s, maybe early 70s or maybe before. This is the new way of torturing people. I mean, uh, internationally, solitary confinement is called white torture. Uh, it's the psycholo psychological torture. I mean, uh, my father or people from my family told me, look, this animal there, it can be a dog or whatever in your village. Imagine. Um, don't put this animal in this dark room and don't shut it there. Go in at least. Give it some social contact. You, can, you can't do that. Any animal would go crazy. They're doing those, this to people. I have never been myself to solitary confinement, um, but as far as I read about and as far as I was told about, it's um, it's making you, um, it's killing you in a way that physical torture can't do. It is taking the humanity of you. And I also know about physical torture. I mean, okay, they have the solitary confinement, but they also beat people up. I also saw it myself. I also was imprisoned. I saw how they beat up an African prisoner. Blood was coming out of his cell. I mean, they do that. If you ask them, sure, they don't do that. They're the most democratic country on the world, maybe, but they are not. They are somehow those who never get rid of their Nazi past. It's still inside of them. I was not imprisoned very long, but it was enough to see how an authority 
uh, estate and the people, the guards, the police can take away your freedom. I mean the so-called freedom. I don't think that we are free, but um, how they can take even this away, imprison you in a cell, dictate you everything, really everything, where it's very difficult to go to a doctor, uh, to do something, um, to do anything. And I don't know, um, it helped me a bit to to see, to realize how things are going on. Really, I think that um, being in prison is the lowest level of, um, not life, but, um, I mean, it's the deepest point where you can get. And to see what kind of life you have there. I mean, I, I was there like six or seven weeks. It was enough. Um, but to imagine also to be there for one year, for five years, or for ten years, and uh, then maybe to also think about um, why you are inside. Maybe because you don't have money um, and you have to steal something. In Munich there was a case, uh, an old woman who stole bread got imprisoned. I heard it two or three weeks ago. But a lot of us are in jail and most of us are in jail because they can't pay their debts. Uh, because they had to take the train without, um, without having a ticket or something. Most of us are imprisoned because of these reasons, because we are poor. To know this and also to know that um, if you have a political opinion and if you decide to get uh, to be active about that, um, maybe to have a revolutionary perspective um, of a better world, or maybe, I don't know, for some maybe a socialist, communist world, for others anarchist world, but a world without classes, yeah, it's even more easy to, to get into prison and to be treated even worse. To be in solitary confinement and to have really hard, to be sentenced very hard. So tell us a little bit about the magazine. Um, the magazine is called Gefangenen Info. Um, in, in, I think in English um, it's Prisoners Information and it got founded, um, I think it was 1989, and it was the 10th hunger strike of the prisoners of the RAF and the Red Army faction, fraction, mm -hmm. and um, also other prisoners uh, who were um, resisting. They also participated in the hunger strikes, and the relatives of the revolutionary prisoners decided to have a magazine, Back then it was called Hunger Strike Info, Hunger Strike Information. And they had lots of repression, state repression. There were lots of prisoners from the Red Army fraction. And later in 1998, the Red Army fraction itself, they had a declaration and they finished their struggle. Yeah, uh, but the... Prisoners of this organization, they were still inside, and the last of them, it was uh, Christian Klar, mm -hmm. got released in 2000, um, I think it was 2008, mm -hmm. and then the relatives also decided to uh, finish the magazine, but um, 
me and also some other people and also some some of the workers uh, of the magazine decided uh, not to not to stop the f uh, not to stop the magazine because there were political reasons to continue because there were still so many prisoners and lots of prisoners who were part of the struggle outside of Germany mm. especially Turkey and Kurdistan yeah and Since then, um, me and our group are publishing the magazine. Mm -hmm. I think it was 2008 or 2009 when we took over the magazine. And since then, um, we're doing the magazine. The name changed. At the beginning, it was Hunger Strike Information. Then it was Relatives Information. And then it was Prisoners Information. Mm -hmm. And since then, we are continuing the work because there is a political um, there is uh, lots of political reasons to do it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that the magazine itself when it came out in 1989 it always had an internationalist view and on all the things um, uh, I mean it was internationalist um, even back then there was lots of information about um, prisoners also from Turkey, Kurdistan, um, Italy, France, also the USA. This did not change. So even today, we are trying to, to support the prisoners in different countries, not, on, not only in Germany. But one, one thing that changed was um, in Germany, when the Red Army fraction prisoners were released, that the struggle itself could not end because um, the problems never were so solved um, just because the prisoners of these organizations were released uh, did not mean okay the problems are not finished after September 11 also in Germany they changed uh, lots of laws they were not only focusing on groups and organizations that they regarded as subversive and terrorist, but also on organizations who were having their struggle outside of Germany. Um, they were now focusing on organizations like um, the Workers' Party of Kurdistan, the PKK, and the DHKPJ, and the People's Liberation Front Party, um, which from is Turkey. A, from Turkey, which is a Marxist-Leninist group, or the Turkish Communist Party Marxist-Leninist, which is a Maoist organization and also active in um, Turkey, Kurdistan. Now they were focusing, after 2001, they were a lot more focusing on these organizations and they were... Uh, They were doing lots of police raids and starting trials, uh, terrorism trials. Uh, in Germany, there is um, a law called um, 129b, which they created to criminalize organizations that struggle in their home countries, but that do no, somehow, that do no harm in Germany at all, that do no illegal things even by their own law. Um, so things changed, and somehow also our magazine changed. 
Mm -hmm. um, we decided um, not to stop working on this magazine when the Red Army Fraction prisoners got released. We decided to work because to keep the magazine alive because in Germany there are still revolutionary prisoners arrested that need solidarity and support um, and yeah we kept it alive things changed and also our magazine changed and the German state was working in collaboration with the Turkish state in order to arrest Turkish political activists for sure yeah for sure um, the collaboration between Germany and Turkey um, I think has very long tradition even before the foundation of Turkish Republic but yeah in Turkish history you can see all these military coups and and, uh, and if you look at the um, where Turkey gets their weapons from the their tanks especially all the other weapons um, there is there is a big collaboration with Germany and I think there is a military and economical partnership which leads to the situation. The people in Germany, they don't know a lot about what is happening here. Because um, since years, since more than 10 years, I think, I think that the first police raids were in the early 2000s. And we are doing lots of solidarity activities, actions. Um, we're trying to publish articles, to talk to journalists. I don't know. We did a lot, lot of things. But um, it is so hard in Germany to reach the public because there is a public opinion which is made by the um, by the by the media which somehow is controlled by the state because they have their agencies mm -hmm. um, and if they say okay the police made a raid and it was a terrorist organization and we go we um, caught some terrorists and um, all the newspapers and all the television news, um, they just spread the news that they got from the agencies. So it's very hard to, um, to change the public opinion about this. If you talk to people on the street and tell them what is going on, they don't believe. Because in the television and in the media, um, they hear and they see different things. They think that uh, um, that the war against terrorism, which they also have here, they call it different maybe, um, is against Islamic organizations and whatever. Um, it's a completely disinformation. Um, the um, a, the biggest group, one of the biggest groups, um, criminalized in the name of. Um, the fight against terrorism is the leftists, is the Kurdish liberation people, um, is um, the liberation movements in Turkey, the movements in Latin America, um, about the movements in Europe. That's because of uh, what I was trying to explain um, the politics changed somehow. The movement, uh, the the revolutionary um, radical movement in Germany itself got very weak somehow. There is no real, I would say, there is no real radical struggle. So now they are focusing on the organizations which are threatening their partners, 
like Turkey, for example. And I would say that uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, I think that more than 90% of the prisoners, which we, w- we would call the political prisoners, originally um, from Kurdistan, from Turkey, for sure. In this part, we hear more about how the magazine organizes jail solidarity and emotional support for prisoners and their loved ones. Beyond prison solidarity, the importance of opposing Germany's imperialist stance globally, particularly with arms sales to the global south, leading to much of the present migration, is also discussed. And what are some of the solidarity efforts? Yeah, um, the magazine itself um, has some principles. It is to not censor the prisoners and to be a platform for them, especially for those revolutionary prisoners and for those who are resisting in the prisons. Um, I mean, those prisoners who are not imprisoned because of political reasons, but who maybe got a, uh, a conscious about the situation and started to rebel. So we decided, and even back then when the magazine was founded, it it was a platform for those prisoners. We published their letters, which uh, usually are very political. The the prisoners are giving political statements about what is happening um, in the world. They are um, giving statements about their situation in, in the cells. Uh, many of them are in solitary confinement and the situation is very bad for them, like um, 23 hours in a cell and you don't see no other prisoner, just the guards. We do posters, um, we uh, make rallies, we make demonstrations, we occupy places somehow, lots of other things. M- one of the most important things is maybe to um, come together to have evenings, to invite people, and to write letters to prisoners um, all together. Usually we have lists of, of the prisoners of the, with the addresses, and then we write to them, and we also try to explain to the people how, sh- how they should write, what they should write, and we try to guide them a bit. For us, and also for the family members, it's not easy to reach the prisoners if they are in solitary confinement so even for the family members sometimes it's very hard to to visit their relatives their sons their daughters or or whatever for us um, or if you are not a family member it's uh, it can be even more difficult to visit them mm-hmm. and if you are suspected of being part of an organization or whatever uh, you anyway cannot visit them. So even in our collective, in the magazine, uh, we are sometimes confronted with the situation that um, one of us wants to visit a prisoner and it's not allowed because it's said, okay, you're close to that organization or whatever. They are doing their constructs Mm -hmm. and it is not easy because the laws in Germany are very restrictive and if there is solitary confinement, there is not uh, many things that you can do that you can do there is no ways to to go to your lawyer and to to say but what you are doing there is not right it's not legal because it is legal 
it is legal for them to keep a prisoner 23 hours in his cell or her cell and to, to, to not be able to see another prisoner, to have all the letters that the prisoner gets um, being controlled by uh, secret service and, uh, and their people there. And it takes like three weeks, up to three weeks, um, that the prisoner gets your letter and another three weeks, and maybe more, um, that we get the letter from the prisoner. So it's, um, it's crazy. There is no legal ways to, um, to fight against this. So there is, no, there is not much that uh, we can do to keep a prisoner in solitary confinement somehow out of depression, or because we don't have lots of influence. No, I mean the people um, who is in touch with the prisoners to keep in to keep in touch with those people, and to um, to stay strong together because it also has effect on um, on a mother. Our magazine um, is an internationalist magazine. I mean, um, we write about prisons and about prisoners, especially about revolutionary prisoners, and. Um, I think that the best support for our magazine would would be in um, having an international network somehow by um, groups and people um, who experience prison, who maybe have relatives in prison, and maybe with organizations who have prisoners, and to create a network where our magazine could be a part of, uh, to be to be informed about, to be better informed about, for example, what is going on in the USA, in different countries in Latin America, um, Africa, in Asia. I think people can even uh, be more self-conscious <coughs> knowing, I mean, how many people knew in Germany that there was a great um, prison strike, prisoner strike going on in the USA. Mm -hmm. The 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 media in Germany did not write about it, did not inform about it. So it was just the leftists, mm -hmm. the prison abolition groups, revolutionary groups, maybe some of them, that were, that were having this on their agenda. But if, if, the, if, the, if the people outside of the USA would know that prisoners are struggling in, in a general strike against the prison system, I also don't think that many people understand prison. I think that um, the USA um, somehow has a specific... To look at the USA is somehow to understand where prison is, uh, in which direction the prison system is going to. Mm. We, can, we, we have some examples in, in Germany, but I think that uh, what is going on in the USA to know more about this system, how it is working and how, uh, how prisoners are being enslaved would be good to know. Mm. I think for the prisoners would be good to know to see, look, this is your future. Mm. You, are the, you are the modern slave. I mean, for decades there's been migrants coming to Germany how, how has your work changed in the last few years with this most recent wave of migration from the Middle East, Afghanistan, Africa? Uh, somehow it changed because uh, we, there is uh, lots of new people that we got in touch with. 
people that escaped war in Syria or um, in other countries, good people, and they shared their experience a bit with us, bit, uh, with us and <coughs> the situation now is that there is this deportation prisons in Germany and now that they are tr there always has been these prisons but now there is lots of um, deportations especially to Afghanistan and it changed in a way that um, deportation prisons became a bit more uh, issue for us there is so many people uh, confronted with deportation uh, people some of them are taking their lives to not be deported to Afghanistan or wherever. And yeah, um, it changed a bit. Deportation prisons and deportation is a bit part of our work, is a bit part of our issue. So if we write things and if we plan the next issue, for example, we also think, okay, uh, what is going on in the deportation prisons? So um, it changed a bit. It changed a bit, but okay. What what one thing for us anyway was clear: the 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 global imperialist system is creating wars, is creating poverty, is creating migration. So, I also think that the people I work together in the magazine, fighting against this situation people being deported should mean fighting against imperialist war, against imperialist policy. Um, I think that this should be the conclusion for all of us somehow. Not to um, help a refugee to find a home. Uh, sh sure, you should do that. You have to do that. You should um, help the refugees and to not, being, uh, to not be deported. You should help them. But if you want to prevent a refugee coming to your country because the person has to escape, then you have to solve the problems in your own country where you live. It's like maybe the USA, Germany, which have weapon exports. Like, I don't know, uh, Germany maybe is the second or the third mm -hmm. biggest country doing weapon exports. And... So you should, I think that the fight against imperialist system is connected to that. If you want to do good for the refugees, you should start to, you should start to fight against this uh, imperialist system. Not 
Parasel matbari Dizem me kitari Rojat pe aure Mazdi ronari Gen rabu Yaj voj te kushina Rizgari Agar da Jan nikar Vem ren nari Gen mesekni Amejil per khodane Khobhev regredane Be hedefa jiyane Am shiar guna Be shiar guna Ser hildane Hildin sere khua Hildin ala kurdistane Je mirju dumane Roja wala tiyar bu Je kosha zindane Derya ashiti be bu Chaar parcha hai bu Na parcha parcha bun Le ame bibin yek Bishoresha ser khabun Iro dema deme ki nu Doji bu di rog Ronia peshe roj bu Ia di kadi chirog Pila bidim Bidjan azad bifere ke bo Bidjan Bukhui nam tere ne se rog Am ketim desne ana Nantilo Nantilo Aman le bendi waran Nantilo Indolo Am sensen nazim dana Nantilo Nantilo Gana kushtim ne waran Nantilo Nantilo موسیقی موسیقی Don't be a don't